This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today on Kixie at 3 p.m. on a Friday, we are going to feature our um, a good friend, Amy Culler. She is a, a intimacy coach, and we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But first of all, I need to go talk to Eric. How are you, sir? Hey, happy Friday, Kevin. Happy uh, Father's Day weekend. You are a father, so I, I want to wish you a very happy Father's Day. Why, thank you very much. I'm a father who's got a checkbook, and that's why I'm still a father. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I follow, but uh, well, but it's, anyway, it's, I, I hope you have a good one, and I hope uh, all the fathers out there that are listening today have a great Father's Day as well. And if you are not a father but are somebody who's attached to a father and you haven't got his gift yet, uh, I suggest you hurry. And if you want to, you can go to, we have a commercial running for uh, on, on natural design. And that is if you want to give him some flowers, which is not normal for a Father's Day, but you know, who knows? And uh, you, can, you can wait for that commercial and stuff. No, Father's Day is important. And it's an overlooked day in a lot of cases, I'm afraid. Sure. Yeah, which which is which is too bad now and uh um it's a great fun for for me i get to go to my son's house and he just got married and that's so wonderful I, get to spend time with one of your sons that yeah I think that's great a perfect way to spend a father's day yeah the other one is in england so i can't spend time mm -hmm. with him he's are either of them fathers now uh i well they both are kinda if that makes kinda. sense Kind of. Okay. I, I have one that who, they know of. <laughs> is it one of those deals? <laughs> no, they they know about them. But one is uh, in England, and he's got a. I've got a beautiful granddaughter. Her name is Athena, and the other one is here. And he got married two weeks ago, and she had a couple of children. So All I right. think I'm. Well, so he's at least a stepfather. Yes, he's a stepfather. Which definitely that, counts. Would that make me a step grandfather? I think it does. Well, that would that would be kind of cool because then I don't have to go through all that waiting and all that. They're they're here already. There you go. You don't have to pressure them to have kids. <laughs> They've done it. <laughs> that's, that's right. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And by the way, how, regardless of how your family is configured, uh, care for each other this weekend. Have a wonderful time being together and and loving each other and uh, and do something do something nice for dad. That that would be, you know, because dads, you know, we, I don't think we get all the the um, all the all the things that we do, but we get enough apparently. So, uh, um, and by the way, we have Amy who's going to be with us in a moment, but but as has happened, we have uh, computer issues, so we will be dealing with her real quick. So, how are you spending your? Real quick, we're going to be welcoming her onto the show. We're going to be doing that too. <laughs> She's our guest. She's the intimacy coach, Amy Culler, who's been on the show multiple times before and is yeah. uh, at this point a friend of Positive Talk Radio. So she is. We're going, we're going to be dealing with her. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> well, you know, I've been, I've been, been welcoming her. 
we're going to be welcoming her. her. She she is a wonderful lady, and uh, she's she's been with us on several occasions. And I really encourage people if they would like to call in. She's very very good at talking to you about your intimate issue intimacy issues that you may be having in your in your life and uh, uh, with your significant other. And she she's if you want to go to Amy color c-o-l-o-r.com you can find out all about her is she here now absolutely oh goody 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 let's uh now we were having some some uh audio issues let's hope they're cleared up Amy, I'm, here. I'm here i'm here i'm great i'm <clears throat> glad to be here to support those daddies indeed indeed <laughs> indeed now, in in your work, of course, you work you work primarily with you work with couples. And by the way, I didn't mean that we would be dealing with you. As oh, that's very, okay. I can be dealt with. I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but as Eric so aptly said, that we are welcoming you as a guest again because your information is so so interesting and so good uh, that we just love having you. It, now it's Father's Day weekend. What what crosses your mind about Father's Day? <laughs> Um, the appreciation, if I had to speak up for fathers, it would be that feeling of appreciation. You know, hey, daddy, daddy, oh, are you feeling appreciated? And what does it take for him to feel appreciated? That's a good question. What does it take? Yeah. And how is he feeling about being a dad? Is he feeling great about it? Does he feel guilty? (laughs) Guilty? Why would he feel guilty? Well, there's a lot of fathers who are like, "Oh, it's Father's Day. I don't know. I haven't really shown up as en- enough for my family." Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there is that. Yeah, and then I always say, um, we all, you know, fathers feel like uh, givers and providers. Yep. Uh huh. So, and women feel like givers and caretakers. So this is that one day where you're allowed to receive. And then are you going to feel let down? <laughs> if you don't get what you want, you mean? Right. So how do you actually get what you want? How, how do you know when you're doing enough? Uh, how do you know what your part, how do you know if you're making your partner happy? You know, that's well, how you feel like you're enough. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is with your, with your kids and with your wife, a lot of times you don't know because nobody's having that conversation as to whether or not you're fulfilling your role as it is designed to be fulfilled by another human being. Right. And it starts to feel like it's endless. I got the, I got the house. I got you the house. You've got everything you need. When do it, where's mine? And that's, you know, where you start to feel like I'm not giving you what you want anymore. I'm not getting what I want. And then, oh, we could talk about midlife crisis. Oh, that that is actually a wonderful conversation to have. I've been I've been having that conversation a lot with people lately because there comes a point in time. And and tell me if this is true in your work. There comes a point in time when somebody says, you know, God, I I I graduated from college or and I went in, in into the workforce and I've I've worked hard and I've worked 50 hours a week and I've got the house we've got the um, we've got the kids we've got the picket fence we've got the dog but 
somehow it just seems kind of empty. Do you ever mm -hmm. have anybody talk about it like that? Absolutely. And they come to me and I hear from men and they're like, I'm feeling lost. Ah. Uh-huh. I'm feeling lost. What am I supposed to be looking forward to? Everybody has everything they need. What is it that I'm supposed to even want? How did I lose myself along the way? And as you said, you said it perfectly, I might add. You, you did. You went to college. And then you got out and you got the job. And then you got the family. And you got the home. And you got the kids. But there's something missing. And what is it? So, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, especially when you get to, I don't know, in your late 30s, early 40s, mm -hmm. you're now have kind of reached your zenith as far as your upward mobility goes because a lot a lot of people like to to promote younger people and now you've got that but now you're in a plateau if you will and then and now you're thinking to yourself okay i'm this happened to me okay i'm 42 i'm gonna retire in 23 years what am I going to do at that point? How am I going? To, is this all I get? To, do I have to just put my nose to the grindstone and in my case, get backwatered? You know what backwatered means? No, that, tell me. It means that, that where you're working, they don't, they don't fire you, but they put you in a position to where the growth isn't there. You cease to become a integral member of the company and it's kind of like they backwater you into a job that you can just do and they can have you do until you retire and so it becomes less than fulfilling less than meaningful and then and then you've been married for a long time and and that may or may not depending upon your relationship with them that may not be going all that well your kids are now in their teens and you know what happens when children get to be teens they go to bed they roll over on their side and their brain falls out until they're about 23. <laughs> and, and so you're sitting here, my kids don't appreciate me. My wife is all about the things and, and I've got to go to work and I can't get out of that. And, and it's like, why am I really here? What is there to do? Oh, honey, come to me. I need a hug. Well, you know what? And that is exactly how I've been helping men for going on two decades and it's that literally that place to go where do you get to receive and feel wrapped up and held and so what I share and how I help people with exactly this is you want to be able to where do I go where am I want what have I done I've done all of these things for all these other people and now I'm looking at the end of my life and I'm going retiring. Why? What? What am I supposed to do? What, what is this for me? And I have so many people who come to me. So in now, when people come to me, I say, and I talk to them one at a time, just so you know, I'm not talking to a husband like this in front of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking of one that I had, this is a conversation I had this week. And it's like, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking forward to. I, I'm thinking of retiring, but I'm looking and going, do I want to even be with her? What is this? I want to experience some life, but we're not getting along. This doesn't look fun. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. This is exactly what's missing. Mm -hmm. And and he's going, oh, okay. 
And then I talked to her and I'm going, this is what I want you to do. This is what's, this is what's missing. I want you to play with this. We're going to start with this. We're going to do it. But what I'm actually teaching them is exactly what I teach me and teach me and <laughs> teach in my office. So people would find me, they'd hear about some woman named Amy who could literally help men answer. You may give you the life purpose help you feel connected. What is it? This magical woman who helps you with love relationships in life. And they'd come in my office and I go, shh, no talking. I, I don't want to hear it. And I literally they opened my arms and that when they'd sort of come with near me, I'd go, stop, <laughs> stay right there. Uh -huh. Stay right there. You need to, I need to attune first. I want you to feel that you're here. So people would come into my office and I'd go, just take a second look around. Isn't it nice? Welcome to my home. Mm -hmm. And I'd literally get them to, mm -hmm. can you see me? Can you feel your feet on the ground? Just arrive here before we even start with the, just arrive, let yourself see it. Can you hear my music playing? And I'd start to attune them to all of their senses. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. And then I, I, I'm literally going, can you feel me? Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. And when you get that right, mm -hmm, they have an inhale. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You were going to say something. I was going to say that, that, see, and that's so contrary to how most men behave because we are fixers. We are going to get in there and we're going to fix the problem and whatever it is, um, we're going to try and make it, make it work. However that looks. And so we're going to fix it. Just to be there, it's very uncomfortable for some of us just to just to be there and just be. Exactly. But this is the place that you come to practice. That's why I consider myself the coach. And also, um, men are there to fix, but they've come to me to fix it. They've come to me for, and as they say, you know, I wanted this and I want to talk about this. And I hear that you, I hear that you do this you know, holding thing and I want you, can you do those? And I like, shh. You don't know what you want. You've, you've never actually, actually experienced presence. You're trying to think about what your session is going to be like or about what it's like to see an intimacy coach. It's not that at all. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I can't wait. So as they show up and then they have this experience of feeling held and connected, like they're actually able to receive a hug. One of the things I hear this from men, fathers, that father who's exhausted from fulfilling everybody else's needs, his college, work, kids, house. Where's for me? The kids, ugh, is this what I want? For and also from from women is I, you know, I want to I want them to say I love you. I want to feel held. Can you feel held when they actually hold you? I mean, I'm sure your wife gives you a hug. Can you actually receive it? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite was a wife who said, and I said, well, what is it that you actually want for Valentine's Day or whatever it was? And she said, I wish he would just hold me in a way that I could feel it and tell me that he loves me. And I said, when he does hold you and tell you he loves you, can you feel it? Because I'm sure he does. And that was where she went, oh. <laughs> how, how do I do that? So that's what I help people do. Stop talking. Stop the story that's running in the back of their head and just 
practice receiving. So for Father's Day, this is what I would, you know, I want fathers to be able to receive. And that takes practice. That's why that's why I, I, I actually encourage people to be in my program, because then they have a practice of giving and receiving. Oh, today is his day to receive. Okay, so I know he likes coffee. I'll bring him coffee the way he likes it, even though I don't like coffee. Because it's that day to do extra for your partner. And you've had a practice of it all year. And that is an important aspect of it. Because in addition to husbands that on Father's Day feel maybe uh, not appreciated enough and they don't know where to go with it and how to deal with it, their, their spouse, their wife can sense that in them. And so they are at a loss as well because they don't know you know, when he comes home from work and he has that look in his eye, like, I really, really don't like what I'm doing, but because of you and the children, I have to be there because I need the paycheck. And so there's this feeling of, they can even blame them, their spouse or their, or their kids for having to, for them having to go through this. Because if I was alone and single, I wouldn't have to deal with any of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would make you happy. Boy, no kidding. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. So, so how does I, your wife deal with that? I appreciate that. So that, that question is perfect. I wrote, the words I wrote were, ugh, like ugh. You come home, you're looking at your relationship, and you're like, ugh, do I want to give to them? Do I want to receive from them? That's because there's ugh is that feeling in the space between you. And I wrote blame, and I wrote give. So the way I approach relationships is the same way I approach when people come into my office and a baseball team, a football team, a sports team. If they were to, you know, I'm not going to give and it's your fault that I dropped the ball at that last game, then they'd never get over it. They would never be able to play the next game because they were still holding on to the fact that you dropped the ball in that last game. Oh, I'm never throwing you the ball again. Yep. Uh-huh. That's exactly it. We start to hold a grudge. Those start to build up. And then you start, everything starts to feel like a chore because that's all you do together is you're doing chores. You're not showing up and having a, a loving practice. And love takes practice. You get married for, for love, but then you stop practicing those actions that are love. So I have a formula that I do, which literally helps people practice. Oh. It's your day. Oh, yeah. This Today you get to do, give me through, you know, a cup of coffee, practice receiving, practice asking for what you want. And it can be as little as a cup of tea the way you like it. How do you like your tea? I want to make you a cup of tea exactly the way you like it. So on every Wednesday, every other Wednesday is going to be all about you. I'm going to start the day by bringing you a cup of tea the way you like it. And then at night, I'm going to give you an arm massage because I know you love the arm massage. Oh, and then we're also going to practice that same arm massage in the bedroom on Saturday. Now that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> what do you, what do you do for, how do you advise a couple that come to you and, and says, and the, and the man says, the father says, look, I work 55 hours a week. Um, I get home at six o'clock on Friday night and um, I wake up Saturday morning and there's this honey do list 
of things that I'm expected to do on the weekend that I have days off when I'm tired and I want to, I want to, in, in the fall, this was me. I work a lot. I want to watch my Seahawks play football. And because sometimes, you know, things got in the way because she had wanted to do things, she would hold it against me when I was wanting to watch a football game uh, uninterruptedly, uh, which, by the way, is how a door got a hole in it one time. Uh, but that's beside, <laughs> that's beside the point. But but how do you how do you encourage couples to deal with those sorts of issues? I love this question. I recently had a wife, one of my members, texted me because that's the great thing about having coach in your corner is I'm actually in your corner. You have access to me. So she texted me and she says, Amy, what do I do about I came home and my husband is watching football and he loves watching football. It's his favorite sport but he watches it all the time. I want him to stop what he's doing and come and greet me at the door. What should I do? And I, I listen through my ears and I say, I hear that what you want is connection with your husband when you get home. However, when your partner is doing something that they love to do that interests them, don't interrupt them. Be their partner. Love the fact that your partner has something they're doing that interests them. Allow them to do it. You are the one. I hear you want connection with him. So come home, go slip into something comfortable. Grab two beers, go scooch up next to him on the sofa, hand him one beer and lean into him and cuddle him while he's watching his football. That's how you connect with your partner who has an interest. That's called a dream. Because, mm-hmm. right? you know, so if, if my wife were to say, I want you to interrupt whatever you're doing to greet me at the door every time I come home, I, I, my instant response to that is, isn't that why we got the dog? <laughs> and that's exactly what I hear is somebody wanting control. So what I hear from that partner is I want them to greet me. So the other thing to say is, hey, honey, I'm home. Hey, baby. And I love people who huddle at the door. But when your partner is doing that thing that interests them, like they're loving it, they're in the middle of a class, they're in the middle of, of you know, writing their thesis, one of my clients, they're in the middle of watching their favorite sport interrupting somebody while they're in the middle of doing something is not what you do to a loved one. And I'm going to add to that because you said it, that you've worked for 65 hours and then it's just Saturday and you got a honey-do list. What am I supposed to do about a honey-do list? I'm going to tell you that that honey-do list is a fear of intimacy. It's an intimacy blocker and it's a thing that people do to go, we're going to connect over all these chores. See how many chores we have? We're so busy. We don't even have time for us. See, see, and we're going on a vacation. We've got to pack for that vacation. We've got to plan our vacation. Without intimacy, all of life is a chore without going, Hey honey, let's take the morning off. We've got these chores to do. Let's do two of them together. And I also talk about that. Like how you start anything is how you start things. 
So I, I tell couples even how to start a chore together. Okay, how about I do the floors and you do the other stuff? Does that work? Otherwise, you feel like you're answering to somebody else. What do you want me to do? Oh, that's just, that's not sexy at all. Yeah, so that honey-do list, I want it to be a, hey, that is a big list. Let's pick one or two of them today, and let's do this one together. I'll get this one done. You get that one done. Then let's go do that, and let's go do something fun. If you're the one going, oh, then learn how to interject and make it about us. Because that's what I always see with those two people. That's him going, this isn't fun. I'm just doing chores and somebody is telling me what to do. <laughs> and that's, you know, the only time we want to be told what to do is when we're naked. <laughs> that's, that's one way to look at it. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. it's exactly exactly right now i do have a question for you that that have that came up in you know i like to say to people that i was married for 24 years it was the best six months of my life and uh, some people find that rather humorous but in any event <laughs> um we used to have a um tradition in our house mm -hmm. which was that because we we would have because i like to cook i by the way i can cook an entire thanksgiving dinner by myself nice so i'm a, i i like to cook and i'm and i was able to do that and so what we would do is clean up our house and we would make it spotless so that our families could come over and we did christmas eve and christmas day and the different uh different family groups and stuff and every year every year I would sit there at the end of the night, the second night after the dishes were done, I'm exhausted and uh, we're having a, a maybe a beer or a cocktail. And I say, all right, kids, wife, gather around. Look at how the house looks right now. Tell me if you've had this conversation with somebody. This is how the house looks right now. We're going to keep it this way all year long so we don't have to go through two days of sheer hell to get the house clean enough for people to come over. So everybody's going to do, do tow their weight and that lasts a whole week. And then we're back to the way we were. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you get everybody enthused about keeping everything? Because somebody is going to end up picking that, picking that up. And if okay, it's here's, here's, here's how I, here's how you're going to ask. Okay. One of the, I, I actually joke about this, but I'm serious. One of the best things a couple can do to have a happy home is to get a housekeeper. If they come once a month, twice a month, every week, however, whatever they can afford, even if it's that once a year, I'm just sharing. The other thing you can do is, you know, how do you get everybody on board? How do we do this all together? We don't, it's never gonna be fun. As my mama used to say, Everybody's got to clean their toilet. You can either complain while you do it, or you can sing a song while you do it. So that's why I say, if you got to get things done, the reason you get into life, life takes a lot of work. But the reason you get into a relationship is because you go, life takes a lot of work and life is hard, but I'm going to love going through life with you. And then you start to resist and you start to go, you're doing that wrong. I can't believe you're cleaning that. You skipped a spot instead of just noticing, thank you for doing this with me. Otherwise, I'd have to clean the whole house myself. Appreciate the fact. Uh-huh. That's what I say. Appreciate the fact that you've got somebody who knows your middle name and is willing to clean your bathroom with you. Are they always going to be into it? No. 
I'll tell you, lately I'm hearing from husbands who are going, I'm really tired of living in perfect house. We fight over this house isn't perfect. You left a pile of books there. You didn't do it. And they're living in a Pinterest picture. And I feel like it's the uh, influence of like Instagram and Pinterest. It's that social media where women think they're how everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and it, yeah. Go ahead. And it doesn't. It's home. And it should be home, and it should be nice and relaxed, and 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 stuff. And but you know, that 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 was just one of one of our many uh, issues that we had was that uh, we had different styles of cleaning. One was not, and one was you know, bare minimum. And is that I would also say you're a team. So I've helped lots of couples coordinate the chores of their home. So it's like for him, throw everything in a bucket. If she's the one who it's important to her that it's vacuumed every every day, then it's important to you that it's vacuumed every day. We're either going to discuss why, that, why that's a control issue and it's an issue that you're using just to blame your partner for not being intimate, for not being vulnerable and not caring. But I have conversations so that it can be like, I grew up and my mama was a hoarder and I can't stand it. It really triggers me. Oh. Sometimes the solutions in the understanding, because if I knew that it triggered my husband, my partner, because it brought up horrible feelings from their childhood, then I'd vacuum every day. One of my clients is OCD. He vacuums every day. He gets mad at her for not vacuuming. And I said, you're the one who likes to vacuum. So stop being mad at other people. It's a fine job. Yeah, um, vacuum it every day. Knock yourself out, dude. <laughs> exactly. By the way, we're talking with Amy Color. Go to amycolor.com and you can find out all about her. She's got a TED Talk that is a must-see TV. Mm -hmm. So you need to go there and <laughs> let's do that one more time. Mm -hmm. And listen to her TED Talk. We need to take a break. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio and we'll be back with Amy in just a moment. I think she's got a question that uh, is one of her uh uh, listeners brought in, I think. So uh, we will talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KIXI. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. 
Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio right here on KIXI 1180 AM. I'm glad you're here and we're here every Friday at at three o'clock. And we're also on KKNW 1150 AM on Monday at, at uh, 3, Wednesday at 4, and Friday at noon. So it's uh, we do the show on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. So there's no reason for you to miss it. They're all new. They're all live. And we have some of the best people on the planet. Amy Culler is one of them. She's an intimacy coach. And, you know, Amy... Um, We've been talking about a bunch of stuff that are surrounding around uh, intimacy, but we haven't really talked about intimacy, but these are all the blockers that some, somebody taught me that term not too long ago, a blocker, which is something that prevents you from doing what your overall desire and task is. And so all of these are blockers to having a happier life. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, Absolutely. Connection is what makes life worthwhile, relationships. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And good relationships that you can be satisfied with and enjoy. Because I tell you, there was a difference when I would come home when I was younger and I was looking forward to seeing my beloved um, greet me and we would have an, an evening together and stuff. But over time, that if you don't, continue to work at, well let me ask you over time why does that fade well there are three phases to a relationship the first phase is the honeymoon phase and that's what you're talking about that's where it's natural you come home and it feels like oh easy love is in the air but then comes the next phase of the relationship and that is the power struggle and that's a natural part of any relationship i'd like to say not even just intimate relationships but also at work even a sports team they make the team and like hey i made the team i made the team but then they start going i'm better than you no you're the one who dropped the ball that would be a natural progression of being part of a team any part of a team but with practice, which is why it works for a team, the same as it works in my intimacy game plan, when you have that practice and you learn how to drop those and keep getting better and better, that's when you get to what I call the love you man phase. And in, in therapy, they literally call it true love. That's where you know that you are seen and accepted and you can overcome those fouls, that you're still part of the team and that you're able to ask for what you want and know how to show up for each other. Because that's what we were talking about before. How do you know when you've been enough? How do you, how do you receive? 
how do I ask my partner with four with four kids and she's making dinner and running the household? How do I look at her and go, hey, baby, what about me? And she's literally looking and going, are you kidding me? Do you see how busy I am? Uh-huh. And, and I see that often. I'm going to I'm going to share. I, I've had a couple of situations like that where I literally look at the man and I go, I love you. It makes sense to me. I understand that you went out and had an affair or that you, you know, paid for a service because you literally were looking at your wife and going, I can't add to her to do list. And sometimes men will be thinking, well, I'm just going to go take care of it. It's my need. It's my hunger. But it's not. It's that intimacy. And that's when they realize how vulnerable it is and they start feeling guilty. I don't know how to share to my partner. Now I've done something wrong. And I go, you know what? You make sense to me. I'm going to get you back in the game with your partner. It's important to know how to reconnect with your partner so that you're not going, oh, you're busy with the household and the family. I'm interrupting you instead of you being her respite. Instead of seeing that she's busy holding everybody and knowing how to come up right behind her and go, mm, lean into me, girl. I've got you. That's when her arms open and her heart opens and her body opens. Mm -hmm. So that you're not saying, do this for me. You're going, I am your place to come. I, I We go to that place together. Yeah. So that's what I, that on the, that's how you get through the power struggle is with a practice where you know how to show up for each other, S drop it. That's why I have my couples not talk for a moment. We're not going to be talking and we're not going to be penetrating. I mean it. That's how I build intimacy. I built an entire therapeutic modality built around intimacy of not talking and not poking each other, not penetrating but being sensual and being comfortable in that silence, just like I was sharing in my office when people come and I'm going, stop talking. Can you be with me? Uh-huh. You're going to practice being with me. And what would happen is my clients would come leave and going, well, what the hell? I feel so good about myself because you didn't leave here going, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? You left here feeling cared about, safe to say whatever came up. That's why I always say, ask Amy anything, because I didn't make men filter what they talked about. They could tell me they had that affair. What do I do? How do I tell my wife I saw you about it? You don't have to tell your wife. You're going to go home. You're going to hold her. You're going to make this sound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For right now, don't worry about telling her. She'll just be happy you found somebody who can help you not feel stuck, not feel like you're going through a midlife crisis, not feel like you have to leave your family or have an affair in order to feel alive. I'm going to teach you how to receive from the person the love that you want to receive from. It's not beautiful. That is beautiful. That, that really, that, that is really beautiful. Now I, I have a question for you that mm -hmm. I've been thinking about a little bit. And that is this, is that we spend our entire, the entire essence of our lives, either watching TV, looking at our phone, the radio, working, uh, doing chores, doing stuff. Would it benefit people if they were to, as a couple, were to, if you've got side-by-side -side chairs and you can sit by each other, turn at night, turn off the lights, turn off everything 
and just sit together in silence. Would that be helpful? What I ask people to do is instead of sitting in silence, I have them sit together and go, mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in silence, your brain is spinning and you're building, building resentment. Should I be doing this? What's supposed to, but if I give you and tell you that you're supposed to be sitting there going, it can be really soft and silent. Like mm -hmm. there's no right way or to do it. No wrong way. It's that yes sound that you make. And so I tell people start with, can you feel me? You know, and I have them go side to side on their arm and it doesn't matter how you start, just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also have them set their timers on their phone for one minute, three minutes, because we have this thing of how long is it supposed to be? When is enough? So I say, start really little, start with one minute of going, mm hmm. And I have people sometimes like if they're in totally different moods, I have them go back to back because then you're feeling the vibration through your back. Mm hmm. You're physically connected. You know that you're nothing else is expected. You can't grab each other. You can't see each other. There's no eye gazing. So <laughs> uh-huh. This is literally like just like a team, just like a football team. I am willing to show up for you and connect with you no matter what mood I'm in. And that's what I talk about. People go, I'm not in the mood. I don't care what mood you're in. You joined a team. On Wednesdays at seven o'clock, on Fridays, it's a perfect time. Fridays at five o'clock at the end of the day, when I come home and I say, honey, I'm home. It's Friday. Oh, coming. And then go back to back or hold your partner from the from behind and make that sound three times. Mm -hmm. It'll change your relationship. It'll change your kids. It'll change the mood in your house. Then you have that connection that's not like, because otherwise people walk in the door on a Friday night and they're like, how's your day? And you know what that is? That's an invitation to complain. Traffic sucked. My boss was, so you're going through a list of complaints instead of, hi, honey. Oh, I'm finally home. Tell me about your day later. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's and that leads to intimacy. I, I wanted to ask you also, um, it's been a while since I've been in high school. So we had our 10-year reunion. We had our 20-year reunion. We had our 30-year reunion. And um, yeah, it was that long ago. And um, there are, in the high school that I went to, there were a lot of people that got married directly out of high school. Aww. And only two of them are still married 40 years later. Wow. Why is that so low? Is it because we grow apart? As I say, if you don't, if you don't play together, you will grow apart. So this is what I say, because a lot of times people don't know a question. So when I'm sitting with a couple or they just come up on the computer and I say, don't talk. If, the couple, if I turn on my interview and there's a couple sitting there, I say, I'm going to do most of the talking. Then I want to talk to each of you separately. And I see them both go, phew. <laughs> and what I tell them is, you know, you got, you met each other in high school and then you got married. And what I find in those relationships is that they're still being intimate with each other the same way they were in high school. 
it's still kind of stop it get away from me honey baby let's do it so they're still approaching each other the same way they did in high school i don't know what you're talking about and they haven't like learned skills they haven't learned how to be in it together so that she's instead thinking that it's something he gets instead of something we do together so this becomes a whole shift i've literally redefined how and why we go into relationship so when i look at those people they're usually coming to me at the point they're about to get divorced i'm being honest yeah and i say okay fine but while you're deciding I'm, he I'm not here to force you one way or the other, but no matter what happens, we're going to, you're still connected. So you can't just cut none of that cutting, none of that Xing. But what I say is I want you to practice this huddle together. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn a new way and you're going to feel different in a week. Cause that's what happens. Suddenly they're not trying to have sex the same way they did. They're not resisting. They're not this in the morning. You, one day he's going to hold you from behind. Two days, he's going to hold you from behind. The next two days, she, he, she's going to hold him from behind, and they're going to make that sound. And what happens is by day five, they're going, wait, wait, I, I want two days again. <laughs> this, is the thing, this is the thing that was missing, that ability to not talk. And that's not sex, because what's happening is they're resisting having sex. This isn't sex, and this isn't talking. This is simple. It's so simple. And that's why people are like, what? All we have to do is make the sound together. Yep. It'll start everything. And by the way, somebody has written, actually written a book called the huddle. That's, that's right. It was uh, Amy. Uh, do you know, Amy color? I've, I've heard that name before. I wrote a brilliant book called the huddle, how to score in sex and love. And it says lingo stories, trivia, trivia stats and skills. And I share all of my stories with a sense of humor and it's the relationship game changer because this really is a game changer for relationships. I treat relationships like an intimacy is your lifelong sport and you finally have a partner. And like that high school guy is the couple is going, I finally have a partner. And I, I joke, I joke because, you know, it's fun as, and they're getting married. And that, and that guy is looking at his wife going, ha, 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 I'm going to get, you know, she's going to give me for the rest of my life. You know, I'm going to get that. Mm -hmm, you know what? And she's over there looking at her bridesmaid, her maid of honor going, oh, I never have to do that thing again. <laughs> so they're getting married for different reasons. But they really are getting married for the same reason, the intimacy, feeling like they're going to grow together. But if they get together in high school and they don't have a plan, then they've been fighting. They've been both avoiding the football field. One of them is trying to get the other to the football field. The other one is trying to get away from the football field. But when you actually have a coach, you show up and one practice is all about skills. And the next one is going to be about exploration and we're going to talk about it and it gets fun. Then you're both going, Oh, and when you can receive, get written, receive in your relationship in and out of the bedroom. So all of these things I have you do, I'd have them do a back to back out of the bedroom. I'd have them do a back to back in the bedroom changes the mood. So yeah. And once you have these skills, you're like, Oh, like going to football, you're pretty much just learning to throw the ball back and forth, back and forth. And then you practice throwing the ball while you're running. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty much the whole game. Well, well, yeah, but it takes practice. 
Exactly. So I teach you a few moves, you go, you practice and you're like, okay, that practice was kind of fun. But even when you got on a football game, you're like, I don't want to practice. When's the game? Do we have to show up for practice? I just want the game. But that's why you have a coach. Cause I'm literally here going practice these few moves and your game will be off the charts. It will actually be a different game. It'll be a game that you may have never had in your entire life. Right. Because nobody teaches you this. In high school, they don't teach you to balance a checkbook. They don't teach you intimacy. They don't teach you how to have a relationship. They don't teach you how to communicate. They don't do any of those things that are very, very important in as you go forward in life. And communication is a key to any relationship. Right. And you do your, your biggest growth in your relationship. I did not know I was going to be so relational in my life and tell people that they really should be in relationships. But in working with so many people around intimacy, I I realized that the growth happens in connection, which is why people practice with me. That's what I say. You get to practice being in a loving connection with somebody who cares. That's me. But you still have to have an intimate relationship because I'm not your intimate partner. I'm your coach. And sometimes you need to practice Okay, I'm throwing, you catch that, catch that, you get to practice humming with your coach, feeling connected with your coach, but I can't be intimate with you. I'm your coach. I'm not on the field with you scoring in the game. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh-huh. I, got, I got another one for you. Got the kid in the back, kid in the back. I got my hands up. Got questions. Kevin, what would be your question, darling? My question would be, what happens when you grow up in a household that doesn't experience and doesn't demonstrate love on a very basic level. You've never seen your parents hug. You've never seen your parents kiss. You've never seen them just, you know, your, your dad give, giving his wife a little swat on the butt, a playful swat just, you know, for fun. And you, you've never, so you don't have any idea. Right. You don't have that role model for what it would look like. And so many of us don't. And I'm going to say that we we look at that nowadays. That's an excuse, except pardon me. But that's what we say all the time, that childhood trauma. And it's the childhood lessons that we didn't get, that we didn't learn what those things are. And we do have that. But there's this choice where there's a point where we go, I want to learn how. And you don't actually learn how to play football until you make the team. So when you make the team is when you go, what do we want our team to look like? We want our team to be able to hug each other. So that's going to take some practice because I I don't know what that looks like. It's a great question. I love that. Actually, if you don't have role models, what does that look like to be safe for each other? So that's something. Go ahead. No, I was just going to, just going to make the statement uh, that when I was in ninth grade, I went out for the football team. First time ever. Now, in I don't know if you, well, I'm sure you know this, but they wear pads, right? Mm-hmm. But your education begins when at a very early level because you don't even know how to put the pads in the pants. Right. And, and where they belong and how to make them work and all that kind of stuff. So you have to be coached and taught how at the very basic level, before you throw the ball and you go out and learn plays, you got to learn how to put the pads in your pants so that you can. That's a pretty good metaphor, actually. It is actually. And I talk about it all the time. You have to put your own uniform on. 
you have to get your head in the game. And I teach that how to do that. That's level one. That's session number one of my program. And I teach people how to use their equipment. But first, I teach connection because everybody would want to learn how to use their equipment. But I care that we have a world that knows how to love each other. I Right. Mm-hmm. That, that is, that is paramount for all of us is to, is to learn how to love and trust each other. And you can't do that if you have artificial barriers up that you've self-erected or otherwise, that right. don't allow you to be uh, intimate with a, a, whether it be a, a marriage partner or a business partner or somebody that you can talk to and, and to talk about real things and honestly to have a, a dialogue and that. So what you do, Amy, is that you transcend being an intimacy coach as to a, a life coach of how to live your life more effectively in all ways. Absolutely. I talk about, you know, how to love and be loved because that's what we need. That's how you would even close a business deal. And the way you f- feel about yourself is, is how you feel loved. And most people have, well, I can't say most people, but many people have trouble with accepting love and, and, and understanding that they are, they are loved and work together with another human being. A lot of us just don't get it. Can I share, um, people talk about defensiveness. They'll talk about childhood traumas. They'll talk about religious beliefs. What I believe is that, uh, and this is based on tons of knowledge, research, education, and spiritual beliefs, even that at the core, we're all defensive. We're humans are naturally defensive. It's part of our biological being. And we also, no matter what our childhood was like, we all have a core feeling of being unlovable. And that is what our whole lifetime growth is to be lovable to ourselves and feel like we're able to be loved by somebody who we love. Because that's what happens is we get into a relationship and we're going, I'm unlovable. How can you love me? I'm going to prove how unlovable I am. That's part of what we do. And some of us are really good at that. Oh, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) Well, we've just got about a minute and a half left. And I just uh, wanted to say, first of all, thank you for being here. You you really are fun to talk to. Uh, We get really good information out. I can ask you anything. Mm -hmm. And you've got an answer for it. And it works out. It works out really nicely. I've got I've got about a minute left. And by the way, go to amycolor.com. Anything else you'd like to add before we go? I would love to. I have um, a program. I have a book, The Huddle. You can find it on Amazon. I have a program, The Intimacy Game Plan. And if you mention Positive Talk Radio, you'll get 10% off of my services. And I offer a free consultation. You can go to my site, amycolor.com, where you can book a free call and talk with me. And I'm happy to hear where you're at. And if we're a good match, I will send you a, a link, tell you about my program and help you apply today and start today so you can get back in the game by Father's Day. Wow, that's day after tomorrow. Oh, yeah. The minute you start, you're in the game. 
that that is just awesome again amy amycollar.com is where you go uh she's adorable she's been been on the show before she's going to be on the show again look for her on kixie on at three o'clock on fridays um not every friday but but um i just love having you here and you and you make it so easy for me thank you thank thank you so much and by the way everybody um happy father's day to all the guys out there and be nice to him he deserves it and be kind to one another because you deserve it too be kind and and uh because each other's all we've got we'll see you on monday that was great